With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid. So scared to do what I wanted In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made And I wish that I could talk to me And tell me I can change Don't be afraid Welcome to Safe Recovery, uh, Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica, and I'm your host. Today is April 17th, 2012. And today's show is basically, um, what are your other options? Uh, Did AA not work for you? Do you not like AA? And I thought about this because... um, I want anyone to call in today. We're just going to have a free forum, 818-475-9211. I'm going to do a 45-minute show. I have no guest planned. Uh, I went to an SOS meeting a couple weeks ago, a secular organization for sobriety. I met Jim Christopher, who founded it over 27 years ago in East Hollywood. And then I went back last week and I interviewed him for my documentary. And... um, I want to uh I kind of want to talk about uh SOS. There's I think you said something like 600 meetings um throughout the world, some 22,000 people in his database. I did want to read a little news though. Let me just back up here. So this is uh from the Dalton Daily Citizen. We have um a man charged with child molestation has bond hearing on Friday. A Dalton man accused of sexually molesting an underage girl during a substance abuser's support group meeting has a bond hearing scheduled for Friday in Whitfield County Superior Court. Roy Floyd Johnson, Jr., age 38, faces charges of child molestation and sexual battery of a child. He was arrested in January for allegedly molesting a girl who was attending Narcotics Anonymous meeting with her parents. The girl was in a separate area when she said the incident occurred. Johnson will also be arraigned on separate charges of public intoxication, disorderly contact, and loitering, and prowling, steaming, 
stemming from uh, the October arrest. Um, another story, sex offender uh, sent to jail for preying on AA women. A sex offender violated his treatment agreement by having sexual relations uh, with several women who he met in an alcoholic treatment program and was sentenced back to jail for 10 years in Lake County District Court on Thursday, March 22nd. According to court documents, Sean Callahan was serving a six-year deferred sentence for a sexual assault after rubbing the back, breasts, and buttocks of a 12-year-old victim. However, probation violations, including the many relationships possessing a weapon and alcohol, means that the 34-year-old Polson man will be headed back to jail. Um, skipping a few paragraphs down here, the defendant had been preying on women in the AA program, the officer wrote in the court report. He has admittedly had ongoing sexual relations with multiple women, leading them to believe He's not seeing anyone else. This behavior violated his sex offender treatment agreement and raises significant concerns from a supervision standpoint. Okay, so I'm reading that um, because I took a little activist action today and called, not today, uh, last week I called Narcotics Anonymous headquarters in Los Angeles about that second story where the um, the child was molested in the meeting where the parents brought her. So. Uh, a lot of us, I think there's a very large group of people that, I mean, I don't want to even talk about the fact that many people have left and don't like it. Um, I think that many agree, including people that still in, are in there, think that children should never be allowed, that um, anyone under 18, uh, in my opinion now, shouldn't be allowed uh, unless they're going to have some kind of background check uh, with anyone involved with meetings where there's minors, which is probably something that we could... Um, really uh maybe get some movement on uh rather you know it's it's a big subject it's a big institution alcoholics anonymous narcotics anonymous um they talked to me and then i called alcoholics anonymous on the second story still nobody's gotten back to me so i made two phone calls um and i'm going to make another one and i'm going to keep calling until i speak to somebody in the world headquarters of alcoholics anonymous uh so the choices are here they are. Um, there's smart recovery, um, self-managed. Wait, wait. What is it? Self-management and recovery training. Yes, self-management. I know Gunther finally what this means. Um, practical recovery is the um, the arm of uh, for Tom Horvath started it. So this is a for-profit uh, recovery for someone who actually wants to go somewhere. Um, I visited down there. It's really a great place. Um, it's beautiful, it's expensive, but um, so is Betty Ford. And you're not going to get any 12-stepper um, talking to you. You're going to get some really great um, help with the mental, emotional, and as well as physical problems you might have if you have a problem with alcohol or drugs. Rational Recovery was once a nonprofit, but as I understand now, is a for-profit that Jack Trimpey created uh, over 20 years ago. And his um, approach, the art of AVRT, addiction voice recognition technique, uh, there were many meetings. Um, and then a few years back or a bunch of years back, he closed down all the meetings because he felt that he didn't want people addicted to meetings and going to meetings. He just wanted them to go back to their families and and be with them and live their lives. Um, he's pretty hardcore black and white um, of absence and um versus any kind of moderation. Uh, I want to talk about um, the two other moderation programs. Life Ring, oh, I don't want to forget Life Ring. Life Ring I know the least about. Um, 
Life Ring, there are no meetings in Los Angeles. I know they're having some sort of event up in, um, where are they having this event? Let me see. Life Ring is having an annual meeting set for May 11th, 12th, and 13th in San Francisco. It holds a get-together to handle organizational matters. Here's get speakers and get a chance for all of us to come together. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, there's a new Life Ring meeting in Portland, Maine, and in San Ladero, California. And a video of Martin Nicholas speaking on the medical model of addiction. That might be interesting uh, to take a look at that. Uh, and um, let me see. Yeah, so uh, that is uh, that is one place I did go into a chat room uh, when I was first uh, searching for other things. And um, anyway... So uh, the number to call in, if anyone wants to call in and, and talk to me about this, is 818-475-9211. Um, I think that from my experience of um, attending SMART and attending, I haven't gone to a Women for Sobriety now meeting. I have gotten feedback. And I would say that the feedback about Women for Sobriety is mixed Uh from kind of some women loving it to some feeling it's too much like AA. And um, and someone just wrote in the chat room about naltrexone, and I think this is a really important uh, drug that's available to help with cravings in the first 30 days. Right, Gunther, that is um, what worked for you, and I hear has worked really well for others. In fact, I know that there's a couple who have a treatment program in Palos Verdes that they... Uh, really kind of um, swear by naltrexone helping with cravings for people that are really drinking heavy and want to quit. So I think it's important to get that out there. I know that um, for addicts, for heroin addicts, there is a young woman I'm friends with on the blog, and she is taking some sort of drug uh, that she will taper off of, I believe, um, after about a year. Uh, maybe she'll call in and tell us or not, or write in the chat room if she's in there. But... Um, I think that it's important for people to know that of these other choices. Now, some of the newer ones are there's two people that wrote books this past year. Um, the one a couple of years ago was Amy Lee Coy, who wrote um, From Death to White Part. And she, it's a great book. Um, I read it from cover to cover. And she is creating uh, something um, for people that's more than her book now. She's working on that right now. And I'm in touch with her, and we'll have her back on as soon as she is able to talk about it. And uh, the other book that I really like is by Hank Hayes, uh, You've Been Lied To, The Untold Truth About Mainstream Alcohol and Addiction Treatment Programs and the Secrets on How to Eliminate the Problem for Good. So I had read the beginning of his book, uh, which was all about uh, he's sort of exposing AA for all the lies that it is. And then about page 100, he gets into a program, and so I've I just started to read that. It's got a lot of great exercises to uh, to help help grow. You're not just going to be praying to God to remove this and remove that. And um, so I really like these other things. So I want to talk about uh, you know if anybody else out there has um, some ideas of what you think um, what would an ideal um, meeting be like or a program. I know we talked about creating a trauma support group for ex-steppers. Um, some people think that just like a social meetup is what people need who are ex-steppers or don't like um, 
you know, they miss fellowship or hanging around with sober people. And personally, um, from what I'm finding, like I interviewed, um, let's see, Michelle Dunbar from St. Jude's Retreat. So we talked about people um, who are drinking successfully moderately, and I would certainly want those people to feel welcome if I had a meetup, and yet somebody who was sober 20 years, got sober as a teenager, which, um, well, she got sober really young, too, and uh, and is uh, drinking very successfully, very moderately. Um, I would say there's a big difference between somebody who had a really long um, 20, 30 years of hardcore drinking compared to somebody drank for a really short time as a teenager. Uh, I want to talk about, um, oh, yeah, here it is, SOS. So, SOS, I liked. Um, SOS is not, uh, I think, the difference between it and SMART, because I haven't been to the other two yet, right? Like, I haven't been to a life ring meeting because there's none around here, or Women for Sobriety. I think I'll have to go down to Manhattan Beach. But I plan on going so I can kind of review it myself. The only thing I don't like about SOS was the labeling. Um, and uh, but like I said last time, I think I said this last week. Half people did, and the other half did not label. So he had some really nice, straightforward literature, um, a sobriety cool toolkit. Now remember, he created this a long, long time ago, and I'm sure he's you know kind of out there by himself for a long time. Um, one of the main things is like no matter what. So I guess uh, you know I hear that I used to hear that actually in some AA meetings. It's not an AA saying. Here's sobriety, there's everything else. Um, separate and prioritize sobriety, uh, seriousness, um, life and death, uh, determination, no turning back, um, information, retain your brain, stimulate it with things related to alcoholism, books, audio tapes, videotapes, movies, pamphlets, brochures, meetings, plays, television, radio, newspapers, and magazine articles. Wow, they want you to read something more than a big book. That's fantastic. People. Um, human contact is powerful. Try to meet people, at least one, and be sure to meet other um, alcoholics. Interaction fights the old pattern of isolation, honesty. Um, get rid of the shadows and the darkness in the past. Put a light on dark things, and they will lose power. Uh, listening, especially to people with long-term sobriety. I don't, I don't know if that's true. But um, anyway, take notes. Um, meetings, um, they're definitely supportive meetings, um, folk wisdom and slogans, commitments, um, keep, you know, personal commitments, personal program, develop your own recovery process from what you hear and see, uh, sharing, it's therapeutic, um, phones, get people's phone numbers, a willingness to allow yourself to change, openness, don't reject ideas without at least considering them. Approachability, isolation can be deadly. Ask questions, no matter how foolish you may think they seem. Nutrition, improve it in any way you can. Exercise, how little, even just moving around. Um, Help other people, joy, perceptions, easily obtainable goals. Call people up, living in the present, abstinence. Avoid slippery places and people. Safeguard your sobriety. There's more. Acceptance, fear, watch for tools, do it now, credit yourself, enjoy life. Uh, it's really nice. It's just a lot of stuff. Imagery, care about yourself, make concepts real, visualize, expect good things, interrupt negative thoughts. Um, so I think that for anyone 
who wants to be abstinent but does not like AA uh, and doesn't SMART has like it's more of a um, of a facilitator type feel but yet it's different both meetings there's semblance of, of crosstalk which is refreshing after AA with everybody sitting silently and you know the way that that sharing goes on there Ugh, just anyway so um i think that uh i i liked you know people just talked it was only an hour long smart meetings as far as i know are 2 hour long two hours long although there are some now in los angeles that in the evening that i know are 90 minutes long uh which i think is better it's 2 hours is a little long for me um in smart it seemed like there were a lot of new people um and to be really honest after a long long time um i don't know i uh, how many meetings i really need i'm going to sort of check them out so i can um refer you know like report on it and say well this is what i found this is what i like this is what i didn't like um is there room for something else i kind of think there is i think there's um I do think there's a need for the trauma ex-stepper support group. There were two guys I met at the SMART meeting on Saturday that were they were there at SMART for the very first time. And one guy, I mean, I, I couldn't believe what I heard, that this guy said his sponsors, he didn't believe in powerlessness, which none of us do on the blogs. And, um, well, the ones that we don't believe anyway in that. And... He said they told him to go do more coke. I mean, it was just like insane, uh, both a sponsor and a therapist. So these people are mad. I mean, that's really mad. That's really sick to tell somebody that, well, you haven't hit a low enough bottom, and why don't you go do some more illegal drugs? You know, it's just, it's just, that's totally sick. Um, and uh, the other guy had been sort of around and in and out of AA for 19 years, and uh he absolutely hated it. He went on a rant that certainly made me feel right at home and would have made you, Gunther, feel right at home. And uh, welcome any uh, few as one other person in the chat room. Uh, 818-475-9211. Uh, I was glad I was there to meet them, to meet these two guys who were actually at their very first SMART meeting fleeing AA looking for uh, something else. And one of the guys already contacted me. I went up to both of them and gave them my card is 12-step not working for you. And the other guy I gave my actual card to so that they could uh, feel that validated that they were not insane and they were not wrong and that um, that there are other ways. And I, I think that this is the thing I find so... <clears throat> kind of mind-boggling to the point that I'm right now doing research on how much will it cost to take an ad out on a bench on a very busy corner in Hollywood that talks about, is 12-step not working for you? Are you not powerless? Uh, do you not believe in, you know, whatever the ad I'm going to create. But <clears throat> I will, I think, promote at this time SOS and SMART and then just talk about my radio show. Um, I I just feel like in 2012, the fact that these guys, you know, I just found out now and that 
somebody is telling these people how wrong they are when they're not wrong. They're just not wrong. They're just, we're not informed. And so one of the things that's, a couple of things, we can all take a little action. You know, say that there's, you know, 8,000 people have listened to my radio show. If And they're all over the country, everybody, right? If somebody in Boston picks up the phone or, you know, even were to hand out my little pamphlet at the VA or if somebody just does anything, like one of the things I'm going to do, I've been working on a talk to uh, the PTA at my son's high school. And besides my talk, my son actually had to do a paper, a research paper, and he's going to do a paper on um, the disease model, how it's, you know, not true, and then, you know, choice of moderation and um, of abstinence, especially with young people. I think with teens, it's completely absurd and co- college kids to go the abstinent route right away, unless some kid is like, you know what, I'm done, and I don't really want to drink or use anything. I mean, that's fine, then that'd be great. But that's not really the case with most people. So he just did a paper, and then um, I'm going to speak to the PTA next week, so I'm not going to have a show next Tuesday. I don't think, unless I do something with Hank Hayes in the day, but um, he and I are going to do a couple of radio shows together. I'm going to have him co-host with me. Or, um, But, uh, you know, here's basically um, what, I mean, I feel like I'm really passionate about this. I've written this, you know, it's a talk. It's like they've given me 20 minutes, and I've written about a 10-minute talk, and I'm going to bring, I went onto Amazon, and I bought, like a bunch of Hank Hayes' books, and um, I already had Jack Trimpey's book, and I'm going to get, what else did I buy? I bought Drinklink, Moderation Books, and Kenneth uh, Kenneth Anderson's book. I had already gotten that one, and the other one, does Life Ring have a book? I don't know, it must have a book. But um, the other one is Stanton Peel's book, the How to Addiction Proof Your Child. And that that book, um, I think, is really one of the best for a parents. And to just kind of debunk the disease theory and that it is definitely, um, it's not a disease. This is what I'm saying is it's behavior, it's not a disease. And I, I saw that somebody just put up on orange papers that the DSM-3 or whatever it's called, that they're going to make gambling is going to be now a, a what? I mean, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. I don't know what's becoming in this country, but I, I wanted to say that, if you don't know it, that the addiction treatment industry has become a billion-dollar industry. And when I got sober when I decided to stop and I stumbled in not stumbled in, I walked into a meeting with some young people that nobody I'm telling you, nobody went to a rehab and nobody went to treatment Um, people just stopped people went to 12 step and they went once a week or whatever they did and they went to detox they went to detox for like 7 days or 14 days, and people wanted, you know, to just get that first initial. You didn't, this whole thing of everybody's such a baby, like, you know, everybody's got to, what, go away for, what, six months? It's just ridiculous. It's just absurd, the idea that, 
And they all love it because these steppers, they couldn't get a job doing anything else. So they wanted to become counselors just because they were sober. And the military really got into it first. I remember in uh, Kaneohe, um, you know, they started sending the guys into the N.A. meetings and the guys would sit in the back and just, you know, look at us and laugh. And uh, that didn't work. So I do believe that the military is uh, aware that they, you know, need some other approaches. Uh, one of the other things I did last week is I called a prison. I called um, the young people's, you know, uh, what do you call it, with the kids, they go, um, not detention, but um, anyway, I called Chino Prison and I talked to the guy who's in charge of the guys who, I guess, when they want to, you know, learn about ways when they get out that they're not drinking and abusing alcohol and um you know, I talked to him about what I'm doing, and I said, you know, I'd like to, uh, I'm forming this um, nonprofit, and I'm um, about all recovery through empowerment, and he and I had a nice talk, and I, I'm going to send some books, and I think that the right book for the men's prison would be uh, Hank Hayes' book, absolutely, so I'm going to send a couple of those books to there, and then for, I'm not sure about the... Uh, the juvenile um, detention places, uh, I called and left a message. Nobody called me back, so that means I have to call back again. But, you know, what I'm doing is exactly what AA did and does, but I'm, you know, just me. If there's anyone else out there, I know that there's people actively taking action uh, and they are, you know, writing letters and, um, you know, if you sat down and told your own doctor and, I mean, I, I, at dinner, uh, there was another couple with us at dinner, and, you know, I was talking to somebody who's, um, you know, somebody in their family um, had a problem, but, you know, the promises, uh, I'm sure here, is just filled with steppers and, you know, that it's a disease and you're in denial. And whenever I hear somebody say, oh, you know, marijuana is at the gateway drug, and I'm like, no, it's not. Like, that is such crap. Um, marijuana is marijuana. Alcohol is alcohol, and do you say that alcohol is a gateway drug? I mean, alcohol is farly more used than any other drug there is. Um, there is a resurgence of benzoids being used, um, and I don't say it like I'm really familiar. That's just um, what Valium and Librium in the 60s is now uh, Vicodin and uh, what's that other one, Xanax. But, you know, I think that alcohol is still you know, really prevalent, and um, it's something that I want, I mean, I want to sign on the big blue bus that drives into Santa Monica eventually, and I will raise the money and find out how much it is, but I'm going to start with a bench. I'm going to, you know, do some artwork of somebody who's helping me and get a sign that starts to talk about um, the alternatives, and I'm not calling them alternatives, I'm just saying there's other options. So if once the artwork is done and we have people that are on the blogs, whether you're on Orange Papers or Leaving AA blog or you just know me from stinking thinking, that you feel like or you wanted to find out, you know, in your city maybe there's a great corner and you could find out how much it would cost to put up an ad, um, eventually that's something that I want to raise money to do because raising awareness and getting, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, 
raising awareness is a big part of it and educating people so that when they have a problem, they just don't reach for that big book and they just don't, um, you know, reach for, uh, go to a meeting and go, what is this? Uh, you know, there's too many people who uh, who die because they hate AA. They hate AA. I mean, my father is dead today because he hated AA and he didn't know any other way and neither did I when he would have these, you know, um, as he was just getting lower and lower on the the track of um, drinking again and um, definitely abusing pills and drugs in the end. Um, so, you know, everybody is, um, everybody knows somebody, right? I mean, everybody knows somebody and even if it's yourself, where this is your first time that you're finding, um, you know, safe recovery was born out of me trying to do work in um, in AA while I was still in AA to make it safer, and there was so much resistance that, um, oh my God, I mean, this the resistance was absolutely insane, you know. Um, here's, I think that. Some of the stuff in um, Jim's literature is really good. It says here, what is SOS? And it says, SOS takes a self-empowerment approach to recovery and maintains that sobriety is a separate issue from all else. SOS addresses sobriety or abstinence as priority one no matter what. SOS credits the individual for achieving and maintaining his or her own sobriety. SOS respects recovery in any form, regardless of the path by which it is achieved. It is not opposed to or in competition with any other recovery program. SOS supports healthy skepticism and encourages the use of the scientific method to understand alcoholism. SOS is a nonprofit of network autonomous nonprofit professional local groups dedicated solely to helping individuals achieve uh, and maintain sobriety. And if you want to um, start a meeting in your city or in the um, anywhere, uh, in the hospital, in the prison, in the, in the VA, um, you can contact Jim at 323-666-4295. That's 323-666-4295. Jim Christopher for Secular Organizations for Sobriety. Save Ourselves, and his acronym is SOS. Um, a, you know, the general principles are it's not a spin-off of any religious or secular group. Uh, you know, it's it's really I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm probably going to go back. Probably going to go back um, again. If you want to call in, the number is three one zero. Oh, sorry, eight one eight four seven five ninety two eleven. 818-475-9211. Last night when I was working with um, a friend of mine who was um, helping me with my talk for the PTA, I was telling her about what had happened when I spoke at that meeting with Keeper. And what happened is that somebody was reading, and they were reading from the chapter about more about alcoholism, which I don't have in front of me right now. And... Um, I picked up the book and I read it to her and the part of the chapter is like we are like men who have lost our legs. They never grow new ones. And then it says science may one day accomplish this, but it hasn't done so yet, right? 
And I heard what the person read like I had heard it for the first time in my life. And that was like a 180 of how ridiculous... I was like, wait a second. They wrote that in like 1930s, the late 1930s, when naltrexone didn't exist, which really helps people. And um, it, it is just so crazy. So I got up at the podium and I said that, and I said, you know... Um, I don't know what you guys, if you noticed that, but I noticed that paragraph you guys just read, and that paragraph's absurd, and it's really it's dated, like it's meaningless. Like science has accomplished a lot since 1930, whatever, and uh, it doesn't make any sense. And um, they kind of looked at me, and some of them like cocked their heads to the left, and they were like, "Hmm, yeah, she's kind of right there. That's really stupid. Science has accomplished a lot since then." So I think that um, for me, uh, maybe in now looking back, I'm grateful for, you know, the way things kind of played out for me and that AA didn't um, act like they should have and given the minority voice, which was our voice, a chance to speak at our Westside District and discuss sexual predators and 13-stepping and rape, which we were being told. And that because if they would have heard me and let me and the group, you know, have a workshop in um in the West Side District and, and have everybody discuss it there, maybe then I would still be in there. And so for that I am so, so grateful. I am really glad that they acted close minded and stubborn and rigid and they shut us down like one time after another. And I recently had to document for somebody um, who's sort of telling my story, uh, documented what I went through that final year, that whole year of 2010, as me and a group of women and some other members tried to um, expose it. And I was sick. I felt sick, like, not really sick, but you know what I mean? I felt like it took me forever to write it. It was just like, oh, I did this, and then I didn't do it, and did this, and I did this next. And I was like, this is exhausting that this happened. Um, again, we have um, about 10 minutes left to the show. I'm doing a 45-minute show today. If you want to call in, 818-475-9211. Um, why don't you like AA? And what have you done that works better for you, whether it's abstinence, or is it moderation? And of all these many, many programs that I just mentioned, which I'll mention again, is Smart Recovery, uh, Rational Recovery, Women for Sobriety, SOS, Secular Organizations for Sobriety, Beyond Rehab, Amy Lee Coy's, uh building her site, um, The Clean Slate. Uh, we have um, Drink Link Moderation, which is a moderation program, along with Kenneth Anderson's Ham's Harm Reduction, which is a moderate approach. Um, the Sinclair Method, On Track and Beyond, which is Hank Hayes' program. And then we have Safe Recovery on Block Talk Radio, which is just, you know, us kind of interviewing and um leaving aa is a great blog um that i started to for people who are leaving stinking thinking is still up as a fabulous resource 
um, for like it's like an encyclopedia. Orangepapers.org, uh, orange-papers.org, is also a fantastic resource for the exposing um, the truth about Alcoholics Anonymous and its history. And if anybody is wants to do any kind of special outreach work, you may reach me at makeaasafer at gmail.com. That's makeaasafer at gmail.com. I know that, you know, now that I'm gone, it sounds like a silly email, but I'm not going to change it yet to, like, create this nonprofit while I'll have a shorter email. Um, I, you know, I, I think that... Um, it's been a year. It's been more than a year since I started this radio show. I started it March 25th in uh, 2011. It's been um, a really, really important part of uh, me being heard and um, me me saying what I need to say as well as me learning so much from everybody and um, interviewing and these authors, fabulous author, authors from... Stanton Peel to um, Robert Whitaker, who wrote Mad in America, and um, his book. I just got his other book, Mad in America. Uh, he writes about all the drugs that um, you know people are put on and uh, stuff that is so unnecessary. Some is necessary, but stuff, a lot of the stuff is not necessary. Um, and let me see, self harm reduction, drink link moderation. I said that. And empowerment is what it's all about for me. It's empowerment and not powerless. And it's not about a sponsor telling you what to do or going asking somebody else what is it you're supposed to do. To me, uh, the absurdity uh, in the last few months that I was attending really was the literature. I mean, that is... And, you know, one of the most listened to of these episodes is um, when Gunther and I did Chapter 5. You want to laugh, you can listen to that one. It's a really good episode. I just submitted um, the podcast to be on iTunes, so um, I think it takes a couple of weeks, and I hope that it will be available to listen on iTunes. So people will not just go to Block Talk Radio, but they could put in um, Safe Recovery or my name uh, and you know, um, and listen to the shows, uh, 818-475-9211. We just have about seven minutes left. Uh, I hope that anyone wants to call in, um, please do so. Uh, so this letter is, oh, yeah, I want to talk about this letter that I wrote to the PTA. If there are, are any other parents out there and you would like my letter, um, to read, not my letter, but, you know, my talk that I'm going to give, uh, you can write to me, and then, you know, I could share it with you, and then maybe you could go to your your kid's high school and then give a little talk. And hopefully, eventually, um, after I've created the nonprofit, I can, you know, get people to donate their books to me so that we can get them out there. And uh, I was even talking to Hank Hayes about... You know, his book, it's like two, it's really like three books we were talking about, but that the program itself, so it's the beginning is the exposing of the lies about 12-step, and then he gets into a program. And I was telling him how much I think we need, he needs like some pamphlets like SOS has, like 
kind of an overview, maybe, you know, um, like he has an overview of SOS and your sobriety toolkit, and he's got all this um, really interesting stuff. Steve Allen uh, was on his board uh, from, yeah, Steve Allen was on his advisory board. Uh, Joseph Beasley, hmm, maybe I should talk to some of these people. Kenneth Plum, uh, he's got a lot of doctors and PhDs on his board, and um, very interesting. I uh, I didn't know that about him. Um, so I'm going to take a break from having a show next week because I want to be fully prepared for the PTA meeting that I'm going to do. Uh, unless Hank and I do a daytime show, which will be done much earlier. I think um, if I did something earlier with him, it's probably going to be like 11 o'clock my time, 2 o'clock East Coast time. I think that would probably be better. Um, let's see, we have just a few people in the chat room. And I think that it's really been an interesting year, I think. Looking back, when I first uh, met Gunther and he had a show and he had me on and um, talking to the other people on the Stinking Thinking blog, were really, really supportive. I really, I really felt supported, and uh, I don't. I think it would be. It was already horrible um, what I was experiencing as I was attending the last four months. But uh, it made it. I, I felt sane as I began to pick up the phone. I mean, I was already picking up the phone and calling people that I met um, on Stinking Thinking and on my blog. I made some really good friends, and I plan on visiting um, the East Coast in May. I am going to go to New York and to, I don't know, I'm checking out, seeing about taking the train to Boston, if there's a fast train to get me to Boston, so that I can interview EPT and um, maybe meet some of the other bloggers if that's possible. And I'm going to certainly try to meet some people that are in New York and, uh, yeah, so anyway, it's been a good show, and I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight, uh, and remember that wherever you can, um, talk about the other options with people, uh, you never know, uh, I, I swear to you, it seems like wherever I go, but because I'm making a documentary, people say, what do you do, and then I tell them and what I'm doing, and so it makes it really easy to bring it up. But boy, um, if anybody wants the cards, we're going to do another version of this postcard that says, is 12-step not working for you? Just email me, give me an address, and I'll send you 10 or 20 of them. They say, ready for an empowered, not powerless modality, no religious dogma. Many alternatives are available today. And then email us at info at mysaferecovery.com. And then on the back, it has the list of all the choices, and then as well as Stinkin' Thinkin's web address and orange papers and Stop 13 Step. So, you know, it's really, uh, it was really empowering to talk to people who had 25 years and left and talk to somebody like Amy, who was in and out and it didn't work until she left, or like Gunther, who was didn't work for 18 years and then he left and 
made his own version of a program, which is what SOS says. But if you wanted to start an SOS meeting in um, where you are, Gunther, you could you could do that. You could just contact him, and he'll send you like a binder. Uh, you might you might think it's cool. Um, so anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight. Um, and uh, this is Monica on my uh, Safe Recovery, Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. And I will see you in two weeks, uh, unless Hank and I do a show, then I'll put it up on the blog sooner. Okay, take care and good night, and see you soon. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.